Hey, it's Tardy to the Party. He's Bill Mender. I'm Daniel Brutus. Tell our socials. There's Visa Mute. And there's the first time around. Also, do the Disney thing. But this week, we're taking a break. Every once in a while, we take a break. Dang it. Yeah. And we did 300 officially, so we're taking a break. We've done this before, we're right? Gonna, yeah, I've, we're just going to kick our feet up and relax. I was going to say, at least maybe two or three times before, we've been like, you know what? We've been talking a lot. Let's just shoot the shit. Which, although, right before we started recording, I realized we're at a little bit of a disadvantage this week because. Oftentimes, when we record, we don't have a buffer, and so when we record, the episode goes live like two days later. This mm-hmm. week, we do still have a buffer, so that mm-hmm. means this episode's not going to go out for like two weeks, so everything we talk about today is going to be a little musty, but who gives a shit? It's just... Yeah, whatever. Who gives a um, shit? As we're recording this today, it is July 19th, 2021. No, it's July 18th. July 18th. I was uh-huh. just tweeting about it being the 19th, because it's in the 19th in Japan, which is the 30th anniversary of the release of Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 in Japan, which is... Hey, have you ever played that game? Wait, is that... Which one's that? That's the first uh, That's... Super Nintendo one. Yeah. Man, that's a I don't think I've ever completed it, but I... Game. I was just watching it. a ret- retrospective about that on, on YouTube, and it was good. And so I'm just in the... <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah, so I was just being maudlin and, and all like nostalgic for like, oh, I remember when the Super Nintendo. I remember out. when Final Fantasy exactly. came out, and I said to those oh. youths, this is not actually the second one. This is the this... fourth one, because. In Japan, there have been many, but they thought. No, these uh, these stupid Americans would not appreciate Final Fantasies. <laughs> we should do a whole podcast that's just talking about stuff from our childhood just like that. And, oh, back in my day. <laughs> I can't think of anything I remember Bog... <laughs> I remember Boglins and <laughs> I remember you could make... You could what the I can I the image of what back how, in the eighties. <laughs> this is why we can't have a gag related podcast because I fuck up every gag. What there were there were some little Ewok <laughs> bears with light up eyes and they would God. scream at you if you made noise back around in my them. Day, we had monster. Do you remember those? <laughs> Do you remember those uh, bears? Bill? Ewoks with light up eyes. No, they they were obviously like a rip off of Ewoks, the but they were these, these teddy about? bears. Ewoks uh, with these light teddy bears. <laughs> Hold on, let me explain yeah. it to you. There were these Ewoks, <laughs> and they had these little beady, like, pin light eyes. You're talking about Jawas. And if you made, if you, if you made noises around them, they, they would, like, make a high-pitched screaming no- noise. Are you talking about Chubbles? Maybe. I just typed in Ewok light up eyes, and on you, I just got a couple hits for something called Chubbles. Which is also the first, the first entry for Chubbles, which is kind of like a small Ewok-like teddy bear. I don't know if its eyes light up, but the first yeah Chubbles. But I, my first hit for Chubbles is Hot Slut of the Day with a picture of a Chubbles, <laughs> which I don't know what's going on there. What the fuck is a? Ch- I've never heard of a Chubbles. Oh, you, well, I guess 
you'll put an ad in. I don't something, know what the yeah. Response they, to light, no the, touch needed. They, they were thinking with these things because wow. they literally made like a high-pitched, like screaming, singing noise that was absolutely designed to drive parents insane. I don't know who invented this thing, but they hated parents. What the fuck? Is this a regional thing? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm looking at commercial right now. It just it's it's making like a beeping scream. It sounds more like R2D2 than anything else. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I had one, and it would they would break either frequently oh my or my parents would break them frequently. <laughs> I'm not sure. Which, oh, I guess the batteries died, and it's sad. Oh man, I was thinking. The thing I was thinking of that I couldn't remember the name of my science or my mad scientist monster lab, where mm. there was a thing where, the, <laughs> I never I never had this specific toy in that line, but there was a thing where it came, like there was like an alien skeleton and you could put like fake flesh on it, they can dunk it in a solution, yeah. it would melt the flesh off. For some reason, mm -hmm. the commercial for that was the first thing that popped in my head when thinking about stupid old ladies toys, but. They had a Transformers version of that, too. Of what? Melting the flesh off of people or the chubbles? I don't... No, <laughs> no you'd put the, the, the uh, exoskeleton... Not the exoskeleton. Or some kind of... Yeah. The, the, the trans... Or, uh, did I say Transformers? Transformers. Yeah, that's why I was like, there's no flesh... I meant Terminator. Oh, ter oh I meant well, Terminator. that makes sense because... That, that makes more have, sense, yes. That's probably one of those things where they, re they probably reuse the same molds and everything. And they were like, instead yeah. of an alien skeleton, it's an exoskeleton T-800. Yeah. Oh, that's a smart idea, actually. Although, to be fair, he's not, like, melting his flesh off. It's lava. Oh, no, it's not in the lava. It's, it's molten steel, right? It's lava. I mean, you could knock a Terminator. You could always come up. Oh, you're a kid. You could just say, yeah. You could, you could be fighting on top of a volcano. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about... Anything we want, because I mean, that's we're burnt out and we're taking just, a break today. Yeah, this us rambling is actually the feature and not, not, not a bug this week. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, no, it was terrible. You know what the terrible thing was? It was listening to last week's episode, our 300th ep No, 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 it's not even actually last week, because I think the last episode that aired would have been the... What's the last Disney what, thing we that's talked what, about? What it's out right now is 300, and then the... As uh, we record is out. Possible is, that's is right, we did one the more... last thing we recorded. Um, but the last thing we recorded was the 300 episode. And listening to that again this week, mm -hmm. I was just like, something inside me broke. And so when I sat down to pick a subject for my episode this week, I was just like, looking at <laughs> I my didn't list. think it was that bad. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought actually listening to our 300th episode, I thought it was a good episode. I had fun listening to it. But something mm -hmm. in me finally broke, and I realized, like, I think I'm officially burnt out, at least on the formula of the podcast. Because I was like, after yeah. listening to the episode, and then, like, looking at my list of stuff, the few things on there that I haven't covered already, just nothing seemed good. And yeah, so... I've been there. I almost, because we, we, we also mentioned at the end of the 300 episode that we're talking about maybe uh, tackling uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. And I almost mm. suggested we could start that this week, but I wanted to sit down... I wanted to take a little more time talking with you about how we're going to do that before we start doing it, because you had suggested mm. that we could start doing four episodes... No, 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 no. You had, you had suggested we just do an episode per week on my half of the podcast. And I was like, no, well, that seems a little thin because those episodes are only 20 minutes long. And I suggested we do four yeah. episodes. And I was doing the math about how, because I know, <laughs> I am I am officially burnt out now that, like, 
once we're done with Avatar, once unless we come up with something spectacular to tackle again after that, the podcast could be done, or at least me, because I think I'm just at the end of my rope. <laughs> so essentially, however we decide to divide the number of Avatar episodes there are, will kind of determine how much longer this podcast goes on. And so mm. that, like, so then I was looking at the math last night. What is the math? I wrote it down. Um, there's 60 episodes of Avatar: The Last Airbender. If we do 40, mm. uh, four episodes of Avatar per episode with my half of the podcast, that would result in 15 episodes about Avatar, which, when combined with your Disney for the Decades half of the podcast, would be about a year's worth of talking. Um, mm. Although, if we do two Avatar episodes per half, my half of the podcast that would be 30 episodes so how does the math of that work out no 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 15 episodes is only half a year once we double that to include your disney episodes that would be 30 mm -hmm. weeks yeah, yeah so i ah, will forget that's that's offline yeah. talk but um oh i guess well, i'm trying to think what i would do if i like if we did avatar and we wrapped that up what would i what would be good to do after that Muppet Show? There was something I thought right before we started recording and it just fell out of my head. I meant to write it down. I mean, granted, mm. if we do Avatar, that gives me a whole year of stuff to talk, think about we could do after. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. That, that's, that's talk for later. But, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's the, you know, the, t the terrible thing is I'm not even burnt out about talking about stuff. It's just, again, just my list. I've run out of stuff to talk about. And also just the process of just, like, it is like a week's, a day's worth of time out of every week of just like multiple hours of watching the thing and then multiple mm -hmm. hours of talking about the thing and editing the thing. I think I'm also just tired of that process a little bit, just to essentially sacrificing a week out of my day. Because like I said, on that yeah. last week's episode, I've been doing this for uh, over a decade now. Which even then I was like, well, it's not that long. But then I'm like, well, I'm in my 40s now and that's actually been a quarter of my life that I've been podcasting. Mm -hmm. So I am justified in being like, I can take a little bit of a break. But I'm still down with, yeah. obviously, I'm talking about stuff, because you can't even, even get me to shut up even right now talking about how tired <laughs> I am. But, well, yeah, we'll figure out stuff. But Avatar is such a good idea, Daniel. You're a smart motherfucker. <laughs> I'm smart. So maybe, I, you know, I would assume, um, unless, I even, I even thought about, like, for a moment I thought about doing Top Gun. But then I remember there's mm. Top Gun coming out this fall, and so... Even if we start... Oh, did they delay that? I thought that was supposed to come out, like, like, two years finale. ago. Well, yeah. I think yeah. that's still coming out this fall. We could save that for November whenever it's supposed to be coming out, but, like, uh, that's the other thing with the Avatar thing. We could still take breaks and actually... I'd still tackle stuff we would normally do, but... Yeah. Well, I also <laughs> said we could just, like, do... Ev we could do every other week and just record, like, a metric tongue in a row yeah. for you, and then just... Although with store the them up, stuff. release them every other week, and you could take a nice couple month break and see that. if that if that helps. It'll be you interesting though, because if we can get enough people reacting, like if we if, if people wanted to communicate with us about Avatar stuff, it would be nice to be able to have you know like have traction boots on the ground. Like we could be talking, and people would be giving us feedback as we're recording, rather than just recording huge mm. huge lumps of episodes in a vacuum. Um, yeah. but there's benefits to both. Uh, like I said, this is, it's going to take a while for us to figure out stuff, but I, I would you know, assume the next episode, the episode next after this, I will do this episode. There'll be another Disney episode. And I'm assuming the episode after that will be 
by then we'll figure out what we're doing with the Avatar thing and we'll start recording. But like, I, I would assume it might be just two episodes a week. Although it takes, I was re-watching a little bit of Avatar this week. It takes four episodes for the show to start getting a little more interesting. <laughs> I mean, the whole first season is very kitty-like. But like, there's one point in the first season where, uh, especially, there's one character who stops being less... He stops being such an idiot, and it takes a couple episodes to get there. And up until that mm -hmm. point, it seems like extra, like, oh man, Avatar's for, like, fucking babies. But, like, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll talk, I mean, that'll be the point of the show. And maybe you'll maybe you'll get so tired of Avatar, we won't even finish the first season, that'll be the end of the podcast right there. <laughs> yeah, who knows what's I think for, for oh uh, uh, like, um... 44 minutes of watch time per week i can stick it through. that is not too bad that's the other thing is that yeah that that, that is appealing so yeah um mm -hmm. but you know i think enough people like avatar and like the creators of i don't i don't i don't have sorry to no, uh, i don't have my ear on the pulse as much as like you do on avatar are there avatar podcasts that are popular i because i know there's were. 50 bazillion uh seinfeld the avatar fandom simpson ones <laughs> There, there would be would there still be Seinfeld I mean I know Seinfeld was the most popular sitcom in the history of the galaxy but like would there still be Seinfeld I mean I guess there's enough Seinfeld they can talk about it forever but oh my god I never thought about like what the fuck is there to talk about Seinfeld uh, what the fuck is there to talk about Avatar uh, but no you know what that's funny because Avatar has been kind of dead for years now because there was Avatar and then the, like nothing happened for a while and then they came out with the Legend of Korra sequel series, and that uh, that was kind of disappointing. And then both the creators of the Avatar Korra universe both announced that they were leaving that universe and going off and doing other things. And that, that seemed like that was the end. Until mm -hmm. Netflix, like two years ago, announced that they were going to do a live-action adaptation of the original series in live-action. Not a movie, but like redoing the series in live-action. And they announced that the original creators of the show were coming back to oversee that live-action reimagining. And then, like, a couple... Of and then they were like, hey, you're not overseeing this the way that we <laughs> yeah, want no, you to. Those guys came out and said, no, Netflix is fucking up, we're leaving. And yeah. then Netflix hasn't talked about that live-action adaption since. But then the, the two guys who left the Netflix live-action reimagining of the show announced that they, they had rejoined Nickelodeon. And Nickelodeon has had now agreed to do, like, there's going to be a new Avatar movie, like, multiple new shows taking place place in that universe. Like, it sounds like they're working on half a dozen new projects within the animated Avatar universe, like, right now. And so, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be a bit surprised, even if, even if we do uh, the Avatar show and only takes us, like, either six months or a year to get through the whole show, I wouldn't be a bit surprised within the next six months or, or less than a year. Like, we'll start seeing the first trailers and announcements for whatever these new Avatar projects are going to be. So that should work out nicely. And so, in fact, if anything, we'll be on the on the front edge of whatever this next generation of, like, fandom boom explosion of mm. Avatar stuff could be. Oh, no, and the, <clears throat> but the funny thing is, like I said, that, that Legend of Korra show wasn't very good. And so mm -hmm. there's already, I've already seen some people suggest that the creators of Avatar have, are already going through their own George Lucas arc of, like, the first thing they made is so good and perfect and beloved, but, like, now that they're working with different people, like, maybe, like, the Emperor's New Clothes thing is, like, maybe they're not as good as they seem to be, mm -hmm. and, like, I don't know, who knows, we'll find out, but, like, 
Whatever. How you doing? How's your week? I'm doing okay. <laughs> we just killed off 17 minutes by rambling. What is it? What? We? <laughs> <laughs> I shut up. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you. You son of a You're absolutely correct. <laughs> That was the royal we, not the end of it. Oh, okay. Oh, I love you, Daniel, so much. Uh, oh, God, yeah, what's been going on? Hey, what you been doing? God, yeah, have you been watching it? Or should I, or should I take a turn? Well, I also I feel a little bad, too, because with me not having kids or any kind of responsibilities, I have plenty of time to watch and listen to and, and all kinds of shit. And, whereas you, you've got kids, you've got a full-time job. Like, you're not going to have so many options to, like... I just, I was up until 2 o'clock in the morning last night watching a bunch of horror movies on Netflix, and you're not going to have that option, mm. but... Yeah, you've been watching or doing or playing anything interesting lately? Yeah, yeah. I have. What's up? Uh, oh, what you, do you want to start with what I've been watching or what I've been yeah, playing? Whatever, whatever this was a... I'm watching because I don't watch much. Okay. I've been watching uh, Harley Quinn. What's Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn. Harley, oh, Harley Quinn! Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Because I had to be convinced to watch that. Uh, it's, it's pretty darn good. For the, I'm assuming the, uh, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, the HBO one. Yeah, HBO... Animated. Uh, yeah, it's on H... So you do have access to HBO Max? Yeah. I was going to ask, because we're going to be talking about an HBO Max project in a bit, but... Uh, what do you think... So, how far into the show are you, and how far... What do you think so far? I think I'm near the end of this. Second. I think there's only no, third season. Are there three seasons? seasons? I mean, I can look it up. I, I was about to ask at what plot point because I'm trying to remember exactly. I think there may be only two seasons so far. Because I think each season is like 15 episodes. It's a weird number. Um, has I'm near the. I'm pretty sure I'm near the end of. Uh, the has Gotham gone to hell? Like as. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's that's in between. I think it's two seasons because I think that what happens at the end of the I'm first gonna, season. My next episode is season two, episode eleven. Oh okay. What's the name of that episode? Uh. <laughs> Not that it's important. I'm just trying to remember. No, it's fine. I'll open it. Because it, it, if I look at an HBO right. Max, it'll just give me the thumbnail. I'm like, oh, it's that episode. A fight worth fighting for. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, because I think there's about 15 episodes per season. She just push somebody into a vat and they're going to come out. That's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, well then, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying yeah, to dance around exactly, a little yeah. bit because it's, it's it fairly is the newer, big, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a huge moment for, yeah. Um, yeah, Harley, what do you, th do you like, like, what do you think of the show? I think it's good. I think, um, uh, that's what I say. Yeah, I think it's just good. I don't think it's as hilarious as I hoped it would yeah. be, but it's still it still made me laugh out a little more than times than I expected. Okay. A Harley Quinn based show because I feel like DC and Warner Brothers uh, have sat me down at the table for the past like I don't know, ten fifteen years and keep trying to shove this meal of Harley Quinn in my yeah. face, saying no, you love it, you love it, and I'm like I am okay with it, yeah. but they're like no, keep. Keep eating Harlequin. We want you to eat Harlequin. Eat Harlequin. I'm like, I don't need that much Harlequin in my life. And they're like, no, everybody loves Harlequin. Uh, Harlequin and H Harley and Wonder Woman are kind of like DC slash Wonder Brothers. One, two punch in the like girl boss, girl power, pop culture, which like it, sweeps. I would love it 
if they did them really well. And yeah. the first half of that Gal Gadot thing, they did really well, and then they fucked up the ending. And I heard, I haven't seen it, but I heard that the second movie was not good. Second, man, that second Wonder Woman movie is just like, it's not like, it's not even a bad in a way that it's specific, it's just the whole thing just doesn't, what, yeah, it just doesn't work. And I that's, think yeah. Warner Brothers was dribbling the basketball down the court <laughs> and looking really that. awesome, and then they bounced the ball off their foot and it went flying into the stands yeah. with Wonder Woman, and they could they could have done so good with that. Which is and Harley Quinn, I don't give a shit about the live action thing, but they're like, no, now every now Harley Quinn has to look like the live action one. Yeah. That, all her designs have to look like that because people love Did that. You? And I've never heard anybody say, hey, I really love that live action Harley Quinn version. I did see people were jerking off about, oh god, how many... So... God, this is confusing. So there's... There was the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. There's two Birds movies of called Suicide Squad now, which is like yeah. actually by the time this is, this episode is probably coming out like the day before that new Suicide Squad. So the two big live action Margot Robbie Suicide Squad. There's the Suicide Squad, the first Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, and then there's the Birds of Prey movie, which mm-hmm. everyone was kind of like eh, about that first Suicide Squad movie. But then I saw a lot of people were jerking off about like this the the Harley Quinn. Or the Birds of Prey movie. Have you seen either of those things? Fuck no. The first Suicide Squad movie is terrible, and Birds of Prey is also terrible. That's especially people were jerking off because they were like, maybe they need Zack Snyder to recut them. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I made you choke. You know the terrible thing is, as I get older, I do accidentally hear when I cough. I do hear it sounding more like old man cough rather than just like mm, young masculine. Mm-hmm. It's not like <laughs> you and you know. I sound like yummy moment. That, y- yeah. You and me, when we were younger, that is what people would say. We cough and they'd say so masculine. Oh, I, the people around I'm us. I'm almost pregnated by that masculine, <laughs> deep barrel chested cough. Excuse me, who had that masculine <laughs> cough? Is there a lumberjack in here? But now when I cough, it sounds like the fucking crypt keeper from fucking Tales of the Crypt. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. But what the fuck am I talking about? Oh, but yeah. So, but that's the thing. A lot of people jerk off about the fucking Birds of Prey movie, and that's fucking. This is also, man. I tried to watch a movie. There's a new new movie on Netflix called Gunpowder Milkshake, which I've mm-hmm. seen some people get all the way through. But I tried to watch the first ten minutes of that this movie this week, and it's totally like fucking fake Quentin Tarantino, John Wick, super hyper stylized, empty bullshit. And that's mm. kind of what Birds of Prey was, too. And there's, like, there's all these gangster movies that keep coming out that are trying to be this super cool stylized with, like, weird retro 50s shit mixed into it that there's a whole subgenre within that genre of movie that feature women and it's supposed to be, like, super badass girl power. Like, we're girls and we're not going to take it anymore. But it doesn't necessarily make that, that hollow, empty shit any better. It just seems... I don't, and like fucking Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey was totally a perfect example of that shit. Where there were funny, there were good parts and like some of the performers and stuff I really liked, but in the whole it was just mm-hmm. an empty experiment and bullshit. And that's why it took me a lot of like, a couple people had to really talk me into watching that Harley Quinn cartoon because I assumed that was going to be the same thing. And no, it's really more just Venture Brothers. <laughs> That yeah, Harley Quinn cartoon. Pretty much. And I don't know how much Venture Brothers. A, a more but... violent, a more violent. Venture it's Brothers. Venture Brothers if they were allowed, if they had the DC license that they can actually like, like, have Catwoman or rubber pussy on, on, Batman's face. 
Um, <laughs> no, that's not allowed. Heroes don't do that. Heroes don't do that, but, like, yeah, I just... <laughs> Man, they really do fuck up the character in that thing. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how many... They're, of more, they're more how you would expect it to be. Yeah. I mean, at least that's a place where Harley Quinn is actually allowed to be a villain and fuck people up, which is kind of nice. Whereas, like, even yeah. the Margot Robbie live-action version, she, she, she can't be that evil, because she still has to be, like... Cartoon, a character that little girls can look up to. Where's the cartoon Harley Quinn version? Oh, the, 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 oh, it's weird too because are they even pretending it's like the same Harley Quinn from the old Batman the animated series? Because don't they make a joke like, I, isn't there a part where she like puts on the old costume and she like riffs on she's it? She's wearing it at the start of it. Okay, that's what it was. I couldn't remember. Because, I mean, it's different too because uh, it's not. It's a, do, it's a different kind of Joker too because it's. It's what's his face from Firefly. Uh, who who's? No, is it? Wait, isn't he Clayface? He's Clayface and the Joker. Oh, it's okay. it's he's like it's funny because Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk, who's kind of like Disney's Lucky Charm these days. It's funny that he's like doing half the voices for all, all the guys in the Harley Quinn cartoon too. But I think he's both the Joker. Clayface is great. They essentially just make Clayface a quote-unquote gay thespian, because he's all like, oh, he's very much, he's like Fraser Crane of Fraser Crane were made out of clay. That, yeah, but, yeah, so. How you doing? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's funny. This you got HBO down. Max, you should. I, I, I think uh, Poison Ivy's hot, because she's just badass. I like, I, do, I genuinely love, that's the best thing about the Harley Quinn cartoon. Not just me having the hots for Poison Ivy, but I, I really like Poison Ivy's relationship with the, with Harley as friends, like I think that's mm -hmm. like, they, I, they, there's an interesting like female relationship there, which like is a more meaningful relationship than you ever see in any of these fucking hyper stylized gangster movies that pretend to be all girl power and shit like that. But yeah, and there you get funny jokes and violence and people dying and what Batman's no no it's Commissioner Gordon he's got crazy PTSD and he's all fucked up and. Yeah. And they kind of play around with, was it his daughter, Barbara Gordon? Like, it's a good show. Go see it. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. What else have you been watching? Uh, that's, uh, mostly just YouTube shit. That's about it, really. Yeah, what have you been watching on YouTube? That's one I thing when I wrote up a list of stuff I've been watching, and I forgot that, like, most of the stuff I watch these days, it's all Twitch and YouTube. More than, like, mm. movies or TV shows. Yeah, you've been watching anything new or interesting on on YouTube lately? Uh, I did watch some uh, <gasps> planet stuff just because John was in the planet. So I'm, I'm like, I like space and feeling insignificant. What is that there? That is kind of a nice so, thing about planet stuff, though. It kind of like when it you when it lets your brain to kind of get out of its own brain, out of your own head, mm -hmm. and kind of like recalibrate itself as you kind of remind yourself of the scale of the universe. It's kind of um, yeah. Especially with things fucked up on Earth right now, it's kind of nice to see. Like, oh, here's a ver here here's here's a here's all kinds of stuff untouched by the oily hands of man. Um, yeah. yeah, is he grasping mm. a lot of the any of the scientific like? Is 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 he comprehending I mean, like the scale of grasping space? and and memorizing are two very different okay. things. Because yeah. he knows like Uranus or Uranus, however you want to <laughs> yeah. pronounce it. Uh, uh, spins on its side and it has rings. Okay, yeah. He knows which one's closest to the sun, all that stuff. And that uh, Mercury and Venus don't have moons. Wow, it's funny how much you're learning slash memorizing from all this stuff. It's true. I remember hearing, I remember learning all this stuff in like in grade school, but yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, yeah. So, are there any particular channels you would recommend if you wanted to be uh, watch stuff about planets nah. that's kids friendly? You know, nah. No, I, I don't. I didn't. The ones that or I'm not necessarily watching the kid friendly ones. But yeah, you're man, so YouTube and kids are is <laughs> that's such I a, keep on I hearing about that. Yeah, it's such a landmine. It's it's like you put on, you like here, and you're browsing YouTube with them because he wants to watch a video, and he's like, I want to watch that cute hamster video, and all of a sudden, YouTube's recommending like dentist removing. This character with a, 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 a hamster maze teeth dentist pregnancy. I it's, keep on saying I don't know what the heck. There's someone else. Because I know they, I think they, they put these rules <laughs> in that you have to mark it as it's for kids. Yeah. But they are the worst at it. I'll give you the, the name of it. was a because uh, I took a photo of it. Okay. Oh, no. Dr. Hamster Obstacle Course Rescue Pregnant. And there's a hamster in the corner with some animated hands holding up a rotting tooth with some pliers in there. I don't know the name of the character, but she's in like a ladybug like outfit and she's made out of clay and she's pregnant and her mouth is hanging open and she's got rotting teeth in her mouth. I don't know what YouTube is is doing. Has four kids on YouTube too? Yeah. So are these people like just trying to fuck with kids? Is that all it is, or are they like making money on this somehow? With like, clicks? I have no idea, man. Yeah. At this point, it almost seems better just to let your kid in the adult end of YouTube, just to avoid like these snakes who are trying to fuck up the kid end of YouTube. Like, if you just mm-hmm. look up planet stuff, like, oh my god. Yeah, it's it's funny because like, and there's there there's like certain families on YouTube that have like family-friendly videos and you they put them out there and and you watch them and they're okay it's just a family having fun and you might get some craft ideas from them but then youtube's like hey we see you like this family over here would you like one of these 1200 weird russian family videos that they barely speak english and yell at each other and are just generally assholes wouldn't that be fun to watch it's not like even for it like like geared towards kids or families it's just like, no it weird. is but it's just weird and there's all these stock sound effects and, and animations <laughs> they throw in there and it's just i know uh, and if you, if you don't I, oh. like my only and real... i know the i know the easy answer is just don't let your kid on youtube but you have a fucking three and a half it's, year old yeah. throwing a fit you, 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 you some days you just like just watch it it's like fuck. if we were growing up and you had someone just say don't have a television like good fucking like, yeah like that's not an option in in today's mm-hmm. society um yeah. yeah no it's it's funny how i keep on hearing from people with kids who keep on running into that stuff whereas me who I tend to like, I tend to gravitate towards the most awful stuff I can find on YouTube, and even I don't run into that stuff. So it's terrible how kid-focused that stuff is, where I should, you think at the fringes I'd be running into some of that stuff, but no, it's the people I know who are particularly trying to avoid that kind of stuff are getting slammed with it the hardest. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's just fucking and, nuts, and yeah. I can't, YouTube for some unknown reason, I think so they can push what videos they want on people, mm-hmm. doesn't let you, you can say, don't recommend this channel to me again, which works for a while. Yeah. But the fact they don't let you just ban outright channels is baffling. Nothing hey, seems... I want to yeah. ban 
Joe Rogan's channel because stop recommending it to me. I don't want to see Joe Rogan on my YouTube. They want to make it seem like, oh, maybe you'll come around and like, yeah, they don't want to ever like permanently ban anyone from any kind of content on there because I always think like, well, we'll get you. Maybe you'll come right back around to liking this stuff or like we can sneak it back into your free. Yeah, that's that's the most telling thing about YouTube with both as an, as an audience member and from what I hear from everyone who makes YouTube stuff. Like, even their stuff, like, behind the scenes where they're like, don't monetize this or don't do this or I'm not labeling, like, I, I want to put a not-for-kids label on this cartoon, on whatever I'm making so it doesn't get, like, demonetized. Like, nothing nothing on either side of the, the screen on YouTube, either if you're a content creator or just a watcher, sticks. Because YouTube mm -hmm. just wants to be able to do whatever it wants. And so, like, yeah, content creators can never really label anything in any kind of effective way, and people watching it can never shape the content they want to watch in any kind of, like, permanent, like, stickable way. It's fucking... Cr it's just a giant mush of bullshit. And you're yeah. so lucky if you, A, can actually find the stuff you're looking for, and B, hey. filter out the stuff you don't want to see. It's fucking crazy. And everyone puts up with it because it's... it's there's so much stuff out there. I remember when you could actually rate stuff with yeah. stars instead of just thumbs up and thumbs yeah. down? It's, that was cool. I like that. Yeah, I actually rated stuff. Now I just don't bother because I, I might not want to give it a thumbs up. But when I could rate it, that was awesome. It's fucking wild to hear some, 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 so many people who can't, yeah, can't govern what they want to see and the content creators who are just miserable because they can't, because their channels aren't making money and they can't shape who watches their stuff or like even stuff where like you subscribed and try to get alerts from people you subscribe to you don't always get the alerts whenever they upload stuff because youtube just randomly they have an algorithm that just suddenly decides like which channels are gonna actually like get send out alerts and stuff like that or like it's just mm -hmm. it's and like <clears throat> because everyone is so dependent on youtube like no one can really put up much of a fight and it's isn't it youtube just google and it doesn't seem like yeah. Google gives a shit, so as long as they're making money, they're not gonna, like, work... That's just... It's so weird yeah. that, like, YouTube is such a... It's a fundamental pillar of the internet, and it doesn't work for anyone. No. But everyone still uses it all the time, just in the, like... But you have to, like, cheat, cheat your way to find the stuff you want to see. And, like, yeah, god, man, fuck, I feel so bad with... Man, people with kids these days are fucked on every conceivable front. Between the pandemic, kids not getting mm. inoculated, and fucking... The fucking anti-vaxxers out there. And then you can't even go online because of fucking the internet. It's just, like, fucking mess. It's just, oh my yeah. god, yeah, I feel so bad for you guys, but... Like, our parents could, like, throw us down in front of the TV and let us watch our shows in the afternoon or whatever. I can't do that with John. I have to monitor what he's watching on YouTube least, because it's going to throw some shit at, at him. At least my parents could throw me down in front of a TV and I could watch Transformers and G.I. Joe. And, and, and it's that not didn't gonna... mess us up at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the funny thing I was going to say, at least I'm not going to suddenly watch the Bud Wire video, which is funny because mm -hmm. Bud Wire is a famous mm -hmm. politician from Pennsylvania who shot himself on live TV, and a lot of people did see that because it was just being broadcast on TV. But generally, like, yeah, <laughs> like even when we were growing up, there was only so much shit you're going to see on broadcast television. Whereas yeah. on the internet, exactly, like, and we never, like, I never grew up seeing anything as fucking weird as fucking the ladybug superhero having her teeth pulled <laughs> pregnant. Like, what are the, what is that? Is yeah. that one person making all of those? Or is that some kind of genre into itself? Are there multiple people, like, 
Oh no, just go on like the Google Play I Store see, or I what have you, and there's a lot of like dentistry games with Elsa and Anna I am in them. as the reigning king of cake farts. You know me, <laughs> I will go look up anything. But I am not yeah. gonna fuck up my YouTube recommendations <laughs> by because I know the moment I do that, I'm it's mm -hmm. that's the one thing that it's will over, stick man. is that recommendations yeah. for that shit. And that's one last thing I don't need in my life right now is fucking Elsa getting her teeth pulled. Mm -hmm. Oh shit, man, that sucks. So what you what you been playing? Oh man, um, I'm almost done with Animal Crossing, which is weird uh, to I'm say. Thinking, I'm. I log in, see if Red's there, and if he's not, I log off. Is you're not, uh, so you you haven't broken your streak yet, though. No, I have. Oh, you have? Oh, okay. I'm, he doesn't show up on the weekend, so why would I log on Oh, he doesn't show up? I d oh, I didn't know that, because I even logged in today. I, um, yeah, I have caught all the fish and bugs except for one fish and one bug, uh, both of mm. which don't show up until, November, until the fall. And so mm. I have all the art, and I have all the fossils, both of which I only completed because I cheated by going on to Nookazon dot com and trading with I people. wouldn't call that cheating because that's what they that's... expect you to do or else they would have made the art easier to get yeah. with red we talked about this before on the show but like yeah everyone gets their very limited pool of art that shows up natively at reds and half the time that's fake anyway so and the the game does seem to be designed to force you to trade with other people but no one's playing the game because there's nothing else to do online mm. and so you have it's to been, cheat. yeah I, it hasn't it hasn't been radio silence on on their tw uh, Twitter channel, but it's also been like, hey, you could um, get the 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 horse yeah. toy that we sold you last year from. It Nook really has been like just very slight updates to the things that they. Well, and last year Nintendo kept on priding itself on constantly updating the game. All they were really mostly doing was because the game only launched with enough content to keep it going through the through the spring they were just updating the right like they were updating the game with all the stuff that would already be on the disc if the game was being released only on a disc because like all the mm -hmm. up almost all the updates were like okay now we're finally going to be updating the game with all the summer stuff you can do and then in the fall it was like yeah. okay we're gonna update the game with like uh thanksgiving and halloween and then now they're so even even so like animal crossing only really launched with like like a slim fraction of the content in the game that than than any other Animal Crossing. So like it's like even though everyone's been talking about how the game's been updated so much, that was really just bringing the game up to code to what it I really feel like should have been, been at launch. I feel like they've been updating Pocket Camp more than that's the crazy and that. And again, I keep on hearing about even animal. though Pocket Camp is like weird and obviously goosing you towards spending money in that game but like that seems to be the big money generator which is weird because animal crossing on the switch sold like 30 million copies so it's fucking mm -hmm. and i know everyone keeps on saying oh it's the pandemic what can you do nintendo can't do much but it's weird that like they're still they, they just they just announced this weekend that like there's a new like splatoon 2 event going on that game was like fucking five years old and they're still updating yeah. Splatoon 2, but Animal Crossing, which is only less than a year and a half old, has sold like 30 million copies, and it's just dying on the vine. It's still just inexplicable, but yeah, I've pretty mm -hmm. much... Any day now is going to be the first day I skip, because there's like... There's literally nothing left for me to do in the game right now. Um, yeah. I've been playing that. Um, because there's nothing left to do there, I started tinkering around. I, I think I may have mentioned this once or twice in the podcast before where I kind of booted it up just to see what it was like. But I fired up Final Fantasy VII 
mm-hmm. just to see what that what's that like. Do you have any experience with Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, I got lots of experience. Did you beat the game? That's the reason I bought a PlayStation back in the oh, day. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Is that the first game you bought and beat? On the PlayStation? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Did you had you played Final Fantasy games before that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because I know a lot of people. That's the first Final Fantasy game they played, but. No. Um, yeah, I'm only like two hours into the game. I just got to. It's funny because like I've heard so much about Final Fantasy VII in my life, but like I still know so little about it. Like they just mentioned Sephiroth for the first time. I just met Tifa for the first time. I don't know if if, if you've even gone back to replay Final Fantasy VII forever. So I, I have a pretty good memory of yeah. it. Yeah, you walk in the bar and she's behind the bar. Yeah, she's behind the bar. And I was like, oh, man, they have a pinball game. I was like, oh, they must let you play pinball. And I was like, oh, no, it's like still not like, it's still not that kind of game. <laughs> Sweet summer child. I didn't realize. So I'm a little bit confused, too, because like, so you play as Cloud, your ex-soldier who has just joined up this avalanche terrorist group. Mm-hmm. And you're hanging out with Barrett. And he's just like, I just met you. I don't, which is funny, too, because Barrett's like written with a, like a super black slang where it's like you honky <laughs> like it's almost that mm-hmm. kind of level of like and he's like i don't trust you i don't trust people from soldier but then like it turns out that like cloud and tifa were childhood best friends and tifa is married to barrett so how do they No, she's not i thought she was no oh well she's just working for barrett or she... or barrett yeah. just uses her oh, okay okay but okay 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 i thought they were married Still, no. they had a kid. I thought they had a kid, and like they let her ten no, bar. Barrett has a kid. Oh, Barrett had. So Tifa. So wait, does so does Barrett own the bar? Uh, I think so. Okay, because like or Tifa does. I Tifa sure works at the that. bar at least. But it's funny because yeah. they have like a little kid making drinks, and you get actually the sound effects are great because you can actually hear the tinkle tinkle of like shaking the glass with ice in it. And I was like, oh, that's actually. That's something you probably wouldn't see in a, in a, if, if this game were published on a Nintendo platform, a kid mixing and serving drinks. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm only, like, two hours into that. But, um, man, <laughs> yeah, that CGI and everything like that woof would do. And it's funny to see these little these little cardboard characters try to emote and stuff. There's some, some scenes where, like, like, technically these character models are more advanced than anything they could have shown with, like, little pixel characters from the old 2D Final Fantasy games. But, like, mm. some of the storytelling, it's, like, a little hard to understand, like, what someone's doing because it's just, it's like, yeah, the storytelling and the, the super primitive look of all the 3D. What are you talking about? They've got little... those big drumstick hands. <laughs> exactly. That's what everyone looks like. And it, it, it seems to be pretty cute so far. And that's, I'm kind of in a Final Fantasy mood right now because, as we mentioned on the show before, um, Square announced that they're putting out... Remakes, remasters of all the first six Final, all the 2D uh, Final Fantasy games, and everyone was super, super mm-hmm. excited until they saw they were fucking with some of the pixel art, mm-hmm. and then people got super bummed when they started. Which is weird screenshot. because they showed that Dragon Quest one, right? That That's looks all so beautiful. Good. The, yeah, Dragon <laughs> Quest three remake where they're making it look like Octopath Traveler, where they're keeping the sprites but turning them into 3D objects, and mm-hmm. like. Just doing really cool stuff. Meanwhile, on the... Because the, that's Enix. But mm-hmm. then there's Square. And they were used to be separate companies that they, they merged after the Final Fantasy movie almost killed Square. And so... But I guess on the Square side, which is known for putting out way overpriced, awful remasters of Final Fantasy games, 
Everyone hoped that, like, maybe they would learn a little bit something from how Dragon Quest people put out their remasters. And no, right on the heels of the news of that fantastic Dragon Quest 3 remaster, they announced that they're remastering all these Final Fantasy games. And, like, the pixel art, I mean, they're fucking with the pixel art, but it doesn't look that bad. But then <laughs> the first screenshots come out and they show the font, and it's this nasty-ass-looking, like, mobile phone font. And it's like the complete opposite of what they're doing with the Dragon Quest thing, where it just looks nasty. It just, ugh. And then they also announced the price, and the, like each game is like 20 bucks. It's like crazy expensive. And, yeah. oh god, it's just... Yeah, so... But, yeah, but as we're recording this right now, it's the 30th anniversary of the release of Final Fantasy 2 slash 4, which... That was a huge game for me back in the day, because that was... I don't think it was a launch title for the Super Nintendo, which that of itself is... 30th anniversary is happening this fall. But, yeah, I was just one of my favorite... You still there? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, I'm just making sure. There's, we've had a couple power and internet outages lately, so I don't want to make sure. Sure. But, like, but, yeah, one of my new favorite YouTube channels, GTV Japan, who does a lot of video game retrospectives, he just put out yesterday a retrospective about the, the creation and uh, localization of Final Fantasy 2 slash 4. And it's just, have you ever played that one? Yeah, the so, first, yeah, the first Super yeah, Nintendo yeah, we one. We talking about that at the start. Yeah, I don't think I've ever beaten it, but I've it's a really good it. game. Like I, I played it once when it was brand new on the Super Nintendo, and mm -hmm. they put out a 3DS remake with like polygonal characters and stuff, and that was like really good. And that got me thinking about like, I almost want like, oh man, maybe I should put Final Fantasy VII aside, just replay Final Fantasy II. For like the third time for its 30th anniversary mm. but like no i should i should st i'm this far into final fantasy 7 i shouldn't just automatically throw it aside for something i've already played before but um yeah so what else happened but yeah G that kind of leads me to youtube stuff uh mm. the youtube channels that i've been watching lately yeah it's gtv japan which yeah does a lot of great this guy he kind of presents all of his content as almost like tv shows on a fake TV channel, like, GTV kind of treats as, like, an internet YouTube channel, and he'll, like, mm -hmm. have little commercials, like, brief interstitial commercials for, like, other gaming documentaries he's done in, as a commercial break for, like, the current video game documentary that you'll be watching and, and stuff, and that is good. It's nicely, it's all very well-researched and nicely edited videos, and that's one of my favorite things. So, yeah, that's JTV Japan. Um, I found a new YouTube channel called You Can Beat Video Games with U as a U, the letter U. You Can Beat Video mm -hmm. Games. Which, there's you know, YouTube's filled with a lot of video game like walkthroughs and stuff. The guy who does You Can Beat Video Games, he does these very lengthy, multi-hour long like walkthroughs of video games, but they're all very nicely detailed. He's talking over exactly what he's doing. He'll be like, okay, how's, here's how you get all the various entry, uh, all the various like multiple endings. Here's how this mechanic of this game works. It's, it's not just like some guy just like streaming on Twitch playing a game and just kind of talking over it, but it's very much, <sighs> it's, it's a lot of just good talking about like the making of the game and how the game came together, and just talking about all the underlying things about like what makes the game run and the logic of the game and stuff like that. It's 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 like I like he just put up a video just week this week about the uh, a video just about how to beat Maniac Mansion, and so he goes through how, like all the different combinations of all the different kids and which you, which kids unique for you need for which particular endings and stuff like that. That's like a three-hour video, 
And it's not like he's playing through the entire game multiple times, but, like, he's just showing these different branching paths, like, okay, if you have this combination of characters here, you can do this and stuff. But, like, it's just kind of interesting to see, like, the deep dive. Again, just the production is just really nice. The narration is really nice. And just, yeah, just, like, it's it's a good tutorial, but it's also... It's essentially almost like a Nintendo Power article layout about a game but in video form in terms of like the quality for the productions and everything like that so yeah you can beat video games with a you um you can do it you can do it and just one last thing there's a youtube reviewer at the escapist which the escapist it's own its own film you like review channel and stuff uh there's a guy named darren mooney who's this irish film reviewer who he's really good i started watching more of the the escapist because jack packard from red letter media <laughs> he's he uh he, i guess he started doing less stuff stuff with red letter media and started doing more stuff with oh the no which it kind of makes sense because he was always kind of the least <laughs> the least the least red letter media of those guys because he was the least guy to like make rape jokes and shit like that so it's kind of funny to see him <laughs> kind of doing more stuff with uh with uh, like a more mainstream youtube outlet but yeah one of the other guys that is who um he talks with is this irish review guy who does these three minute reviews on the escapist darren mooney and he has really good reviews about so he's like one of my favorite new like youtube review movie reviewers who like his opinions are usually stuff i agree with and very nicely written. He had a great review about Space Jam 2. And what did you have you seen Space Jam 2 yet? I saw a clip of Space Jam 2. <laughs> so you're okay. I, it started and I was like, this can't be real, but it's too well done to be real. What is happening? Why is it? Yeah. What the hell? The idea and... seems like it's a like like a mentally disabled YouTube person did like, are, but the execution that, obviously has Austin money behind it yeah. powers in there yeah. all of a sudden and what no what yeah now it's, it's something fun. else what the what the fuck huh oh god so we did do space jam on the podcast right mm-hmm. and i remember coming out of that going like oh i always assumed space jam was objectively a nightmare but we watched and i was like it's terrible but it's not quite as bad as i thought it was gonna be Watching Space Jam 2 made me go back and want to go back and revise that. Like, oh, I must have been tricked because Space Jam 2 seems to be the nightmare that I assumed the Space Jam 1 was going to be. Because it is just, yeah, it's 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 exactly what, it, what we think it's going to be. Is it? Is it but, yeah. just, hey, the kids that watch the original Space Jam are nostalgic for this era, so let just make references to that era? That is, is kind that of all the crazy thing where it, like... It's almost like an ice cream headache inducing situation where you see it's nostalgia for awful shit from the 90s that was already kind of cynical and terrible. And it's just fucking wild to see it come. And it, it, <laughs> we talked about this before, but it's Warner Brothers, which is by far the most craven studio when it comes to like this fucking kind of like we're Warner Brothers branding and we're just going to shove all of our all the stuff we own in your face. Like even worse than Disney. Because, like, if everyone was making fun of, like, Ralph Breaks the Internet just being a showcase for Disney just showing off all the stuff it owns now, and, like, Space Jam 2, as bad as Space Jam... At least Space Jam 1 was just the gross, like, oh, we're just gonna whore out the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes characters. Not even Warner Brothers, but just the Looney Tunes characters for this, like, essentially commercial for Nike Shoes and Michael Jordan. Now, because the Warner Brothers has HBO Max and stuff now, 
Now it's not just about pouring out the Looney Tunes characters. Now it's yeah, it's just pouring out everything they have. So it's just mm. constant Casablanca and Harry Potter. Well, it's weird too because they do own a lot of stuff, but like there's five main things they keep on mining in Space Jam 2 in particular. It's Harry Potter, uh, Matrix, which I almost wonder if they would even be talking about the Matrix stuff that much if they didn't have a new Matrix movie coming out next year. Because it's not like anyone gives a shit about the Matrix anymore, especially outside of the first film. Harry Potter, Matrix, Casablanca, Wizard of Oz, and Game of Thrones. Oh, and the Batman DC Universe shit. Which, ah, of all the, they don't even have the Harley Quinn TV show character show of that, but they do have, like, other Batman stuff, which, what the fuck are we even doing here? If the one thing that you should have, they should have pimped from HBO Max that should have been in that movie, it's just, oh my god, yeah. Did you get through the whole thing? Oh, I watched the whole thing. It's buttholes. It's buttholes. <laughs> and, like, all of a sudden it's called Space Jam, and it's nothing to do with space. Because it all takes oh, place good. in the Warner Brothers Cyberverse. <laughs> Uh-huh. And Don Cheadle, he's an he's an evil algorithm called Algae Rhythm, and he kidnaps fucking who's the guy, the basketball player. I don't know anything about basketball. LeBron James. Well, I don't know anything about LeBron James, and I'm also old enough now. We're like LeBron James was two year old, and like when first Space Jam came out, I'm like, oh my god. But like, yeah, Don Cheadle steals Don. Don he steals King James's kid. And he says, you gotta play basketball. And then... Fucking... They call he, they keep on calling him King James in the movie. Yeah. And so he's like, I gotta go get help. I'm gonna, like... I gotta go help get help from Bugs Bunny. So he goes to Bugs Bunny World. And so for some reason, Bugs Bunny was the only person there. And they're like, well, we have to go get all my other Bugs Bunny friends from other places. For some reason, they've left Toontown and are now hanging out in all these other movies. And so, like, the whole middle third of the movie is fucking... LeBron James and Bugs Bunny just yeah like that clip that you saw that's the whole middle third of the movie it's just them going to Rick and Morty verse and going to fucking Casablanca verse and like half the jokes in the movie are like the old granny Tweety's owner like they do an extended mm-hmm. Matrix riff with her but anyway I, all that stuff is exactly like you said none of that stuff is really mind-blowing the only truly remarkable part of Space Jam 2 which is the part that no one really saw coming at least I didn't see coming, which really is unique to this film any, any more than anything else in the first Space Jam or anything, is that the last 45 minutes of the movie is the climactic basketball game in which LeBron James and the in the, in the tunes uh, fight a bunch of G- CGI monsters. But, like, the background characters are all live-action, the crowd. Because I forgot in the first Space Jam movie, the crowd watching the basketball game were all Looney Tunes characters. So like this, like they just because it's 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 Warner Brothers trying to pimp all of its properties, not just the Looney Tunes. So you've got like Mama Fratelli from the Goonies, the Droogs from the Clockwork Orange. You've got a bunch of people from the Matrix. You've got a bunch of the the War Boys from Mad Max. They they comprise the crowd in the background. But the best part is, <laughs> despite this movie being like a two hundred million dollar movie. It feels like they just went down to Hollywood Boulevard and found whoever had to be in cosplay while like while haunting the tourists on the Walk of Fame. They're just like, hey, how you guys want to make a couple extra bucks and you want to be extras in Space Jam 2? We just need you to stand on the sidelines on this on this green screen set for like a month and a half. Just show up in your own homemade cosplay and pretend to be like 
Jack, uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker from the Batman movie, even though you look nothing like yeah. him. But it's like homemade cosplay version of him. And that's the best. That is the most entertaining thing in the movie. It's just looking at all the background characters and during the basketball fight in the last third of the movie. Because it is just... There's a Mr. Freeze from Batman Returns. You know, the Schwarzenegger Mr. Freeze from the Batman yeah. and Robin movie. And <laughs> you think they would have found someone who... Maybe not a world-class muscle builder, but someone who might be even, like, the same height as Schwarzenegger? No, they just found a random bald guy, put him in a bathrobe that kind of looks like Schwarzenegger's bathrobe in that movie, and you're kind of watching it going, I think that's supposed to be Mr. Freeze, but <laughs> it's just a terrible cosplay person. And he's, like, a prominent extra. Like, there's a whole thing of, like... LeBron James at the end of the movie spoilers like the whole climax of the movie his is him making Oh no, don't spoil don't spoil Space Jam for also, me. Also the other weird thing is this whole movie steals its plot from the plot of Hook because that's all about Don Cheadle steals LeBron James's kid starts turning his kid against against him while uh, while LeBron James has to learn the value of fun and being young again. But mm. yeah, there's this whole thing yeah, LeBron James making up with his kid and you just see that like this bobo <laughs> Fucking Mr. Freeze is just kind of standing there, almost in, as as good focus as the main characters, and it's just so weird and distracting. It's just, it's that's the best part. That is that if you're gonna watch Space Jam 2, might as well just fast forward to the basketball game and just focus on the background characters, because it's just like there's like flying monkeys from the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wizard of Oz. It's like dudes in like rubber suits that kind of look like the. So monkeys. it's like somebody saw Ready Player One and was like. We should do that, oh, but man. worse. Well, you know, well, and if you look at the fucking, you could tell it's 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 uh, Ready Player One must have been the same. Because wasn't the Iron Giant in both trailers? Yeah, Iron Giant was both in Ready Player One, and he does exactly the same thing in this movie too, where he's just like, which it makes it even weird for Warner Brothers totally just shat the Iron Giant out when it first came out, like pretty much pretended it didn't exist, but now as it's trying to whore out all of its. Uh, and all of its properties, like in all these things, the Iron Giant is con consistently the one of the first things they they bring out. Like it's always like fucking Superman, Batman, and the Iron Giant. It's fucking mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, the Iron Giant is in the crowd watching. So also King Kong, uh, fr uh <laughs> the Frankenstein from the old Hanna Barbera cartoons. Uh, okay, it's just. But yeah, that stuff. I don't care about CGI giant, Iron Giant. It's all about, like, fucking Bobo, Mama Fratelli. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. It's fucking... Yeah, they got a guy who's dressed up like the Penguin from Batman Returns. So it's like like the Bobo fucking... Oh, God, what's his face? Danny DeVito makeup, and it's just... <laughs> There's a whole bunch of So what you're saying is 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. All the Matrix extras, which a lot of them aren't even dressed like they're the Matrix. They're just people in sunglasses that you just have to assume that just by virtue of the fact they're in sunglasses, you're like, I guess they must be Matrix people. <laughs> like, yeah, all those well-known extras in the Matrix That's what besides saying, the main cast. You, th you think of anything, you have a bunch of people dressed like Agent, Agent Smith. You get you 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 rent a bunch of suits for a bunch of white guys to wear, with the. But the, I guess because they were just pulling people in off the street, they were like, eh, just if you're in flip flops and fucking spandex shorts, eh, we'll put a pair of sunglasses on and we'll just see you're safe from the Matrix. That is the caliber of background extras, but 
So, so you can't even really say it. it's not for me, it's for kids, because it's, the kids aren't going to get the reference. No. It's like if there was a movie that came out in the 80s that was quote-unquote for kids, and it just had a shit ton of references to movies from the 50s and 60s. It is a movie made for no one, because like they don't care about who they're marketing the movie to. It is just... It's just a pitch. Just it, They're just flexing and saying, hey, look at all the stuff we own. Get a subscription to HBO Max. And that's all. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, they don't care about who sees it. They just, yeah. It's, 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 it's the cynical marketing exercise that I thought the first movie was. And, yeah, so, yeah the, the fact that they somehow managed to outdo themselves from the first Space Jam in terms of cynical marketing is just... Uh, yeah, like the whole the, the the movie starts with like these Warner Brothers executives pitching this idea of like, oh, we're gonna take LeBron James. They, they pitched they pitched the LeBron James like we're gonna put you in all these movies that we own, and they go through this whole thing of like we own Harry Potter, we own Casablanca, we own Batman. We're gonna put you on all this stuff, and LeBron James is like, no, that's a terrible idea. But then the whole rest of the movie is about that anyway. So it's just like really. So it's it's like in video games where uh, it's an escort mission, and somebody says, "Ugh, I can't believe they put then, an escort mission in this game. These are always terrible." It's like, yeah. well, you, just because and you draw attention they do to it thing. doesn't make it better. Yeah, just because you lampshade something and like you point out how craven and bad it is, and then you do it doesn't make it. Yeah, it just doesn't excuse the fact that you don't have to do that. So that. Space Jam, <laughs> Space Jam 2, the ultimate mits, the ultimate escort mission. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. There's your life in full of trouble. Do you need a little giggle? Chubbles giggle at just about any change of life. Chubbles giggle till they giggle goodnight. It's fun to have a Chiggles around, because Chiggles giggle at most any sound. Chubbles, Chubbles and Chiggles, perfect friends for you. Because when Chubbles giggles and Chiggles, Chiggles giggle too. Each sold separately from Animal Fair. That's right, kids. It's finished. I've created the Monster Lab, and it's, it's too gross. First, you put monster flesh on their creepy little bones. Then pour flesh remover into the Monster Lab and bubble off their slab. Too yucky. Look at this nasty guy. The Monster Lab. Watch for time freaks and more gross creations so you too can be a bad scientist. Too gross. Back to G.I. Joe. Man, so... Yeah, you been watching anything else, though? Like, no movies? Not watching. I, I finished the Mario Golf story. Boy, I sure haven't played Mario Golf since then. <laughs> well, there's nothing much to do in the game. I guess you can unlock stuff for characters by... I think there's one of the modes, at least. You eventually can unlock I heard there special wasn't golf anything... clubs. I heard there wasn't really anything unlockable in there. Oh, golf clubs. That's oh, what it is. Oh. Well, I'm sorry, Bill. I have to go. I gotta go unlock the golf clubs. <laughs> that's, this episode's over. We'll see you next week. Yeah, because I guess when you're playing the single-player stuff outside of the campaign, when you're just playing golf, whenever you're choosing mm. a character, you get to choose which set of clubs they have. And there's the default clubs, mm. but then each character, if you play through all the so different... So exciting. But that's like... I guess each character has their own themed set of clubs. And yeah, no, that's... Man, it feels like... Not that... <laughs> Not that that campaign was any good, but then, like, it seems kind of super abrupt where suddenly, uh, fucking spoilers for the Mario Super Rush fucking Mario Golf campaign, but, like, randomly suddenly fucking Wario and Waluigi show up, and then suddenly it's like, oh, you have to go to a volcano, and then Mario, Wario, Waluigi show up there, and then you have to fight a boss, and that's the end of the, 
like, the campaign just suddenly abruptly ends. It's weird, and, yeah. And the game suddenly decides it needs to really teach you about, was it lob shots? The whole mm -hmm. last third of the campaign is all about lob shots, which you had, do have to use on the, the final boss. But then that's like, that's like what and you can't. I don't think you can use that in in the regular game until you learn how to do it in the campaign mode. Yeah, it's that's a weirdly, man. Between that and the tennis game, like what the hell's going on over at Nintendo these days with like, their sports games? Oof. Which is weird because like they just came. The GameCube off. one was so good. Man, I keep on hearing about all those other games, but yeah, I've never played that stuff. And but like everyone, is it for the? What was the Mario Golf game that everyone loves? Was that, was that like for the Advance? The Game Boy Advance? Maybe. Man. I love the game, GameCube one. Yeah. Imagine if you could play that it. stuff on the Switch. If N Nintendo ever put up old games beyond like the same handful of NES and Super Nintendo. Like, there's a whole big thing about because they announced Metroid Dread recently that there's like been a huge uptick in people wanting to play the old metroid games to catch up before metroid game before metroid dread comes out in october but like none mm. of those games like they're not on any nintendo service like ah it's fucking stupid anyway so yeah we could go we could talk forever about nintendo making stupid decisions but yeah you you watch black widow or loki or anything no yeah. black widow not no, very I good don't watch stuff Mm. Black Widow. I haven't even heard anything about it, so yeah. it must be so mediocre that even the the sexist nerds aren't complaining <laughs> about it. I did see. Speaking of Red Letter Media, they had a video review of Black Widow, and <laughs> wait, I said sexist nerds, and you wanted to bring up Red Letter Media? <laughs> well, there's a little Weird. bit of a thing because Red Letter Media did a review of Black Widow, and it immediately became their most downvo downvoted video on YouTube. And other like sexist guys were like, "Yeah, red letter media. They, 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 they're telling it like it is. They're, they're, they're giving it to Disney, and everyone's trying to downvote them because they're too real for. Uh, yeah, they're gonna tell the world. They're gonna expose Black Widow for the awful Disney, Disney feminist marketing that it is. Just turns out at the end of their Black Widow review, which they spend a the whole movie talk, talking about how Black Widow is just not very interesting, but like they don't care about it either way. At the very end, they start joking about like the YouTube algorithm. They're like." Go ahead, fucking downvote us. I'm gonna make this the most downvoted video, video of all time. We don't give a shit. Who cares about the YouTube algorithm? It's meaningless. Almost kind of like some of the stuff we were talking about before. And so, mm -hmm. because people were watching that they did this, so that's they, it only became Red Letter Media's most downloaded video because they made a joke about it at the end of the thing. But nice. it's funny to see the sexist being all like, who hadn't seen the video yet, just assuming it was all the feminists coming out to take down Red Letter Media. So, yeah, it's just kind of stupid, but... Yeah. That's what I like to do. I like to downvote you and teach <laughs> like them a lesson. Like, anyone gives a shit? Well, that's exactly... None of that... None of that ever happens on YouTube means anything anyway, so yeah. No. It's not like they're punished by having the world's like most downloaded uh, YouTube video. So, yeah, and Loki... Actually, I re a lot of people are upset at the end of Loki because there wasn't really an ending. <laughs> it just kind of stopped. And, uh, like, it's the first YouTube... It's the first... Uh, Disney uh, Plus Marvel show that has announced mm -hmm. that it's getting a second season, but they didn't announce that until the first, the last episode of the first season was over, which kind of mm. kind of justifies why the last episode is just not even a cliffhanger. It just kind of like the story just stops in mid sentence practically. Mm. But yeah, a lot of people are upset by like the non conclusive nature of that. That's well, I guess everyone thought it was a series finale, but I guess it's just the season finale now. But yeah, Loki was fun. I I still think that's probably the best. 
Marvel Disney Plus TV show so far, but even though I still think it should have been about two Tom Hiddleston's kissing and not just a Tom Hiddleston fake <laughs> lady Tom Hiddleston, but that's just have me. you been on Tumblr again? I'm on Tumblr. Man, Tumblr is one of the best moments of my day. Because, like, I follow all the right <laughs> Tumblr accounts where they just post the silliest, stupidest shit that, like, I get more laughs per minute on Tumblr than I do anything else in life right now. It is fucking... Which I... I can't even remember which Tumblr things I follow, but just, like, the stupid memes and the random shit on there. Fucking... Mm. Uh, but... Yeah, surprisingly not, surprisingly not so much with, like people kissing i don't follow i i must be in the good part of of tumblr because i don't get to see the shit everyone makes jokes about but you have an interest in seeing the jungle cruise i forgot that comes out like actually right around the time this episode goes live i don't know as someone who's been I, on the jungle I saw, cruise, i've seen i've seen the trailer and i'm like okay yeah i've not like even seen the trailers because i don't want it to be spoiled oh yeah Which... the rich plot of the jungle cruise <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> Hey Bill, that I'm gonna spoil it for you. It takes place in the desert. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I just re realized though, I have to decide if it's worth seeing or not because I think it's gonna be one of those things where it's gonna be like you have to pay it on Disney. It's not gonna be on free in Disney Plus. I just realized, so I'm gonna have to look up a trailer for like. I guess I'll hopefully. Oh yeah, you don't want to accidentally log on to Twitter and see some of the spoilers <laughs> for it. I hate you so much. I hate you. Um, at some point they swing on a line and the rock punches someone <laughs> ah i've been spoiled i did see like i did end up paying for black widow that was the first i finally decided to put my money where my mouth is because i've always been one of those people who's always complained about like why don't the movie companies just put out their movies on streaming first day and date with the movie releases and since the i mean there's been other movies that have been like but this is the first one like nothing about mulan or raya the last dragon made me interested enough uh, to, to want to pay for those but with this mm. being the first Marvel movie in two years and I love Florence Pugh I threw down for Black Widow yeah, and I just realized Jungle Book is going to be the same and I have to decide not Jungle Book Jungle Cruise I like Emily Blunt mm -hmm. but I don't know anything yeah, she else was, about that movie yeah. other, I, other, other than it looks like the African Queen which is a really weird decision but I guess if you want to make a movie about people on a boat I guess that's your most obvious role model but yeah. Did I talk about last week about how they remodeled the... the, the uh, yes. Yeah. Um, what else is happening? Uh, I've been playing some Forza 4 because I'm on the cutting edge of video games. Wow, because... Is that the most recent Forza? I think so. It's the one with the Lego expansion. Oh, yeah. Is that the one of the season stuff, too? Yes. That's, yeah. Anything interesting going on in uh, Forza? Nah, I've just been doing Legos. What are are Lego you in a Lego island. car? Is that what it is? Or is there like a Lego town? It's a Lego car, and there's like a little Lego town. Yeah. Oh man. See, I think I only messed around with the Lego stuff very, very minimally. I need to. I need to go check that out. I forgot that fucking flight simulator comes out next week. Again, mm -hmm. as this episode goes live, it's already probably been out for a week. But as we're recording, and yeah it's actually a one-two punch of it's the world ends with you too which i'm actually kind of excited for because i loved the first game and yeah flight and uh fucking flight simulator for free on game pass so yeah use up all your bandwidth to download it uh i think i i, I did do the thing like a week ago it became available for like pre-download and i started mm -hmm. doing that i haven't fired up my xbox since then i should see if it's downloaded or or like see how much of my hard drive space of me have eaten up i know they came oh, out yeah. 
and we're like we've reduced the download size of this because i guess on pc it was like 200 gigs or whatever the f you would know because you downloaded it was a it. lot it took yeah. forever too and it, I got yeah it ahead of the story. console stuff they were like we've knocked it down so it's only like quote-unquote 60 gigs but yeah speaking of which speaking of downloads from playing games on pc what do you think about mm. the steam deck which just got announced I, you know, I, I was like, I, I didn't consider buying it, but I was like, would I ever buy it? It's like, yeah. what am I going to do? Play my backlog? Come on. That's, I think it's an interesting form factor. As someone who uses his Switch exclusively as a console, I really don't have a need for that thing. But the idea of being able to play Steam games that aren't on console yet in a console form factor, because I'm not worried about having a mobile device. And but... You, I mean, I also don't know about Steam supporting it that's the thing yeah because i was it's always so... said the steam machines were right up my alley because i'm someone who likes playing games but if you could just give me a, a gaming console or a, a gaming pc in the format of a gaming console like and made it cheap that'd be mm -hmm. an instant slam dunk for me and they fucked that up so bad that i never even considered picking up one of those things and yeah. so the Steam Decks is that's another thing where it seems like such a good idea, but I could easily see Valve fucking it up that like whatever interest I have just ends up being murdered because like they under support because every bit of hardware they keep on putting out turns out to be a huge failure. And yeah, the VR wasn't that bad, but yeah. Is anyone still have they put out? I'm not. All I, I forgot that they had a VR thing. Except when people were talking about the Steam Deck, they were talking about, oh yeah, do you remember they put out a VR thing last year? That's when like Half-Life 3 came out. I was like, oh shit, that's right. And even <laughs> so few people played that VR, that, that Half-Life game, because so few people bought that 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 VR thing that like I remember the, the people were talking at the Game of the Year stuff conversation last year. Everyone was like, oh yeah, it's weird that like a new Half-Life game out that came out, that came out this year and no one cares because no one played it. Because, like, no one bought mm. the hardware for it. Yeah, and it's weird. Well, it's just expensive. It's yeah. like $700, $800 for... Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the same price of the fucking Steam Deck, too. Like, I saw... It because it is funny to see a company that's not some weird fucking knockoff Chinese-Russian thing that always knocks things off. It's weird to see another, like, big company like big western company so brazenly rip off another big company like nintendo like mm -hmm. that's like i've seen some people at valve being like oh we weren't really thinking about the switch when we designed this thing and i'm like fuck you like this is obviously you saw the <laughs> switch and you were like i mean there's other pc portable gaming devices too that are kind of like the switch like it's, this isn't the first thing that's come out that's kind of like a switch knockoff but you, I mean, and it, 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 like, it's not like the controls pop off and turn on their own thing, so it's not like a switch in that way. But you, it's obvious you guys saw the fucking switch and decided, yeah, we, they went yoink. <laughs> We're gonna steal that <laughs> yeah. idea and do it our way. Did you see like the like the B button on the, the on the, the the face controls? Like it's like tripping off the side of the controller. Nice. It feels like everyone's like, it totally feels like they forgot to put face buttons on at the last minute. They just squeezed it on whatever. Like, so it's already people are kind of going like, like, who designed this? <laughs> I know it's coming from Valve, but like, did Valve design this or what's going on? And mm. so, I mean, I, I think it's interesting uh, just from Nintendo's always prided itself at being like, it like their their conversation is always like at least since the Wii has been like we're blue ocean we don't consider 
uh, Sony and Microsoft to be our direct competition because we consider ourselves to be like outside of that that console gaming sphere. We think outside the box. So it's interesting for them to have some kind of competition outside of that where it's like, even though the Steam Deck is so much more expensive than this, it's like at minimum the cheapest version is still twice as expensive as as the Switch. And, but I guess they did come out and say you could like, you could put install your own OS onto that thing and you can do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So just as a portable gaming PC that just seems to be kind of interesting and, and it, that was the timing of the announcement of that is interesting too because that happened literally like two days after Nintendo finally announced what their new Switch hardware was going to be and it just turned out to be that Switch OLED uh, what do you call it? OLED? OLED? Yeah, OLED. OLED thing after everyone just assumed it was going to be a Super Switch and everyone got disappointed but yeah so Oh, we built ourselves up to expect something, yeah, and Nintendo and didn't was, give us what we expected. Yeah, that was a whole conversation of itself where, yeah. I mean, a lot of people did juke themselves out by convincing themselves it has to be a Super Switch, but also at the same time, it does really sound like it was COVID-related, because yeah. hard, new oh, hardware man, working, stuff is so good. It, just it, working it, in, in any kind of yeah. supply industry right now shit is so hard to get i have issues my job of ordering just stainless steel set screws are hard to come by with certain sizes yeah. just shit sucks so it's obviously like nintendo would have probably if there hadn't been covid like this would probably would have been like a new version of the switch and not just like a yeah. like like a slight like screen update but yeah well i mean it's inevitable they'll come out with the uh, I don't... Did you order one, Bill? Oh, hell no. Again, with me... Hey, hey oh, don't act like it's... <laughs> man, if I was gonna... If I was gonna buy anything stupid this week... Man! Man, oh, man. When I when I started getting into toy collecting a couple of years ago, one of my big things was, like... Because I saw, like, they have all kinds of new fancy Transformers. They have all kinds mm. of new fancy Ninja Turtles toys. And all kinds of... You know, all like everything from the 80s was making a huge comeback. Except for G.I. Joe. I always thought that was weird because Chai Joe was such a huge toy line back in the 80s. But that it's weird that like that was the old one retro 80s toy line that seemed to be dead. But since then, like, I don't know what happened within last year, but like, whoever owns the rights to G.I. Joe said, fuck it, we're going to have 15,000 new G.I. Joe toys. The thing they announced this week, if I was going to splurge money on anything this week, was there's a toy company called Super 7. That does a lot of super, like, really specific... Th- they did this line of Peanuts action figures that are designed after the old Peanuts 50s oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, comic strips. And the packaging is all kind of retro 50s. It's fantastic. It's obviously, like, adult collectors, mm-hmm. like, gallery caliber toys and stuff. That place, Super 7, just announced this week that they're coming out with their own uh, super fancy cartoon accurate from the 80s G.I. Joe action figures that are 60 bucks a piece. And what? The, <laughs> that's, yeah, get out of here. That's what I'm saying. But like, they look like the cart. It is. It looks like like the living plastic embodiment of like the the, the Sunbow 1982 cartoon characters, though. And like the first wave is like Duke Snake, Duke Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, and one of the robot troopers with like the the, the mechanical shit in its chest. And they're like seven inches tall, so they're pretty big figures, but still sixty bucks a piece. Which actually, for adult toy collecting, for that kind of caliber of toy, it's actually not that bad. Like they just came out with like Spider Verse characters with like Miles Morales toys from Japan that are like one hundred twenty bucks a piece. So that's actually on the cheaper end of super high fancy like seven inch 
seven inch slash six inch toy scale stuff. But hey, yeah, if I was gonna blow any money this, and I did not buy those toys, well, they're only out for pre-order. They're not coming out for another year. But that's another funny. <laughs> well, thing. I haven't bought them yet. <laughs> exactly. I got a whole year to be like, mm, I gotta get my hands on them toys. But like. That's, and I'm astonished that I've never seen anyone, this is the first time I've seen anyone come out with, like, let's just make G.I. Joey toys that look like the, because even the toys back in the 80s that the cartoon was based on didn't look like the cartoon because the cartoon was just kind of, like, interpreting the toy designs for the cartoon, so it wasn't, like, a one-to-one thing. But these things are, like, specifically, like, all the props and everything are very much just, like, taken from, like, screen grabs of the cartoon, so... Hmm. Oh man, yeah. No, if they come out, especially if they come out with a shipwreck, because shipwreck was always my favorite GI Joe uh, character. If they have him in, in, oh man, fuck. God. I just want uh, one that uh, um, Cobra Commander that says, "What's a man?" Seriously, that's, the, that's there should be a voice chip in any Cobra Commander toy that just, yeah, yeah. The same thing. Wasn't the same guy who did the voice of uh, Star Scream? Yeah, God. Yeah. Like half those characters are just that fucking voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I saw that like Kevin Smith is coming out with a new He-Man cartoon, which is supposed to be like a oh, sequel series. Finally, <laughs> jeez, <sighs> they got my letters. Uh, I guess it is supposed to be like a sequel series to like the events, canonically like a sequel to the events of the original cartoon. He is doing his best work right now too, like <laughs> oh, yoga hosers and oh, God. the walrus of all the people. Who knows? It could uh, turn out to be good. But, like, of all the people, like, whenever, like, a creator has to come out and, like, you have to be, like, from the creator of... And there's always, like, especially if that the creator that you're talking about being the creator of has been in a funk lately, it's always a, interesting to see how far back into their catalog they have to pull out things to, like, brag about what they did. And in this case, you really have to go back, like, 25 years to because, like... Ain't no one gonna, like, no one's gonna be like, yeah, from the creator of Yoga Hosers, or whatever the fuck weird shit he's been making that no one's even heard of before, because, like, mm-hmm. he's just been smoking pot, making these $3 movies that he could just take on tour, like, the for, like, the three followers he still has left. Oh my god, but what are we talking about? Oh, so he's got a new cartoon where I guess the voice original guy who did the original voice of Skeletor is involved, but he's not doing the voice of Skeletor. It's Mark Hamill, which is weird because why not? Like, I know you get Mark Hamill just for like, hey, kids, it's Mark Hamill. But like, also, why not get the original? Seems kind of weird. The fact that he would still involve the original voice of the original villain, but just cast him as someone else seems kind of weird. I don't know. The the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. Uh, the guy that originally played Raphael, what's his name? Uh, Paul Robertson. Yeah. He does Donatello. So what? He, yeah, That's gotta be turtle, confounding. He, he got swapped over to Donatello. Oh, he does no. it differently. I mean, at that rate, I mean, if you're still gonna involve him, have him play like Shredder or something. But, like, to have him just play another one, like, where the only difference in the character is just the color of the mask? That would be extra just, like, as a kid of the 80s, of course, like, you're going to oh, cool. Yeah, but it's not for the kids of the 80s. It's for Uh, the kids of now. Oh, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the funny thing is also because Rob Paulson, he's been doing work for so long. It's entirely possible he got hired not because he was in the original Ninja Turtles, but just because he would, like, yeah, if, like, he... You, that he would just be one of the guys you would hire. It just happens yeah. to be that he was one of the... Vo- yeah, that's weird, though. Yeah. 
Because he has such a distinctive voice, because he's one of the tiny, not tiny tunes, but he's one of the Animaniacs, right? Yes. Yeah. He's the he's the non, he's the normal guy. He's he's not the Ringo guy. It's Yakko Wacko Yakko. And Dol- Dot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is weird going back to watch that Ninja Turtles cartoon now and like, oh, that is obviously just Rob Paulson just saying, "Hey guys, I got a pizza." Um, <laughs> the famous line Raphael said. <laughs> what does? Hey guys, you I... got a pizza. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> I love, I, there's a thousand reasons for to quit the po- stop doing the podcast. Because I love you so much. Because I hate you so much. <laughs> God damn. I, what does what does Ralph? Because the funny thing is, I know Raphael more from the movie. So I just I know he's a gruff guy. But in the cartoon, he's just like a dude, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, because he's not like even though he, he yeah he can't quite have the same personality. Because in the movie, they had to really kind of make him like. Ew, I mean, ew. he's like he's got. Little kid cartoon sass is... That's what it... Mo- yeah, th- th- okay, that's the best way to put it. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, man, but yeah, um... Yeah, I was up until 3 o'clock in the movie... Uh, oh, my brain is melting. Three, 2 o'clock in the morning last night. Have you ever heard of Fear Street? Yes. Do you know what Fear Street... This is a thing I didn't realize exists even before the thing that I'm talking about. Uh, no. If you tell me, I'll probably be like, oh, so yeah, I didn't. Fear know Street, that, but... I, my only reference for Fear Street was uh, video game journalist Patrick Klepek. He was on Twitter talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit down and watch Fear Street Volume 1 right now. And he was like, oh, yeah, that was great. And then, like, a week later, he was like, oh, man, I'm going to sit down and watch Fear Street Volume 2. Oh, man, that was good. And then a week after that, he's like, oh, yeah, finally, Fear Street Volume 3 is out. I'm going to watch it. And then he was like, oh, man, that was great. Like, what the fuck is he watching that's Fear Street? And it turns out it's this trilogy of new horror movies that just came out that were aired on Netflix one week after another. Mm. And looking it up, it turns out these are based off of an R.L. Stein, the Goosebumps mm. guy. I guess after he wrote Goosebumps, he wrote... Is, a... is this... Sorry, yeah, is this the one that takes place in like different eras? Like the first exactly. one takes place in the nineties. Okay. The first one is called Fear Street. Yeah, see, I don't even hear. Like, yeah, the first one is Fear Street nineteen ninety four. The second one is Fear Street nineteen seventy eight, and the last one is Fear Street sixteen sixty six. Which is funny because that's before streets. <laughs> it's a worth thing, at least in America. But yeah, so I guess there was a series of R. L. Stein books after he wrote Goosebumps. He was like, I'm gonna write some slightly more like adult-oriented horror movie or horror books, which I guess in this case was more like young adult teen stuff, so it's a little more violent. But yeah, I, I don't know how faithful adaptations of any of his work is, but yeah, so it's, it's weird because, so these things are all on Netflix. They all just debuted within three weeks of each other, just earlier this month in July of 2021. And the I, I slammed through all three of them in a row yesterday. And mm. their format, it's weird because they're all three separate movies, but the second movie is kind of like two stories in one, to the point that I assume that this must have been like some kind of horror anthology TV series that somehow got re-edited at some point into three movies. And looking it up, no, originally these were all three movies that were had started production a couple years ago, before the pandemic, with the intention of them all being released over the course of like three years in in theaters and but with the pandemic and everything like of course they couldn't release those things in the theater so i guess netflix bought up those three movies and just like slammed them out one after each other within three weeks of each other on netflix and they're actually pretty good 
they're violent, but they're not so violent. They are kind of like, I mean, there's a decent amount of blood, but they're almost kind of like, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's an interesting thing because it's a trilogy that was all made at the same time. And so it's kind of telling one big story across three films, even though each individual film is kind of like a tribute to a different specific genre and time of horror mm. film stuff like the first one is a slasher movie that takes place in 1994 which is kind of like a mix of both like nightmare on elm street it, meets scream i was gonna say like night i know what you did last summer that kind of yeah, stuff but yeah, there's right. still there's still kind of like self-aware elements like that and it starts like the whole crux of that first movie is about like these people being possessed by this evil witch that lived from back in the 1600s and the second movie jumps back a generation to show how some of the some of the like people from the generation before were also being fucked up by the same curse and then the third movie jumps back to show how all this this whole story although the genesis of all this lore that drives the first two movie how the, like how the genesis of that lower how how it got started back during like pilgrim witchy times, and that's kind of from a, that's an interesting perspective, especially to think if this was going to be a, like a theatrical movie trilogy, how that would have played out. It all being dumped at on Netflix at the same time just kind of makes it feel like more like a TV series that just has to be, that just happens to be reshaped into three movies. But, mm -hmm. like, it's interesting f from a storytelling perspective. And also, like, trying to tackle, yeah, three different kind of times and genres and horror, but also telling this overarching story across all three movies. It's an, it's, it's an interesting storytelling premise that unfortunately gets fucked up in the third movie when they go back to olden times, <laughs> during the witchy times, they make the terrible mistake of so the first two movies you know the first one's in 1994 the second one's in, in 1978 of course some of the kids there's some characters who kind of appear in both those first two movies but played by different actors because you know it's it, it's two different versions of the characters 30 years apart mm -hmm. for some reason when they jump back to like 1666 to show the genesis of like this this community back in like in this witch curse that feels the first two movies movies they have all the actors from the first two movies playing their ancestors in the past, which it's mostly a bunch of teenage characters and a bunch of teenage actors trying to pretend that the, 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 there's like they're like these 1600s Irish pilgrims and they're all doing these terrible Back to the Future 3 caliber Irish accents on this nice. set that feels like... Like, they're on this old-timey medieval fucking pilgrim set that looks like something from Wishbone. And, like, it just <laughs> seems super amateurish all of a sudden, and it's, it, which is kind of a terrible thing, because this is when they're showing the genesis of all this lore that fuels this whole little mini-franchise. And you can't take it seriously, because it just feels like... It just, it just feels like crap. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's only for an hour. That's only for the first half of the third film. And then the second half of the third film jumps back, and it essentially almost becomes a sequel to the first film because the rest of the th rest of the third film takes place in 1994, like the first film did. So it kind of wraps up the whole story; it kind of turns into a circle. But like, yeah, the one hour that is the first half of the third film 
1666 is just fucking like everything's just t and almost like I almost stopped watching the whole thing even though I was already two thirds of the way through because that that pilgrim night 1666 shit was terrible but it's it, there's some good characters there are some like I actually do love the cast they're good actors but man when they're forced to pretend to be like Irish people in 1666 just the wheels come right the fuck off and mm. it's awful but uh, it's a cool storytelling exercise and yeah if, um it's it's good it's all summertime stuff because a lot of stuff takes place in summer camp and it's a good like yeah if you're looking for some kind of horror story um maybe i'm sure i'm just being really picky about how much i didn't like the 1666 part of the story but like it's it's, it's a generally interesting little horror trilogy that just popped up on netflix and yeah, I don't know if people out there already know that stuff because they may have read the R.L. Stein books, but and I don't. Yeah, again, I don't have no idea how faithful of an adaptation this these these movies may be to his original material, but it was interesting to see for something I'd never even heard of before until I saw someone else on Twitter talking about it. I thought it was kind of a cool thing to check out, but yeah, Fear Street. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was enough that I crammed all three movies in a single night, which is funny because like yeah. that takes me back to what I was talking about at the beginning. Like I couldn't. I was like. Nothing sounded good in terms of, like, looking over my list of stuff I hadn't seen before. But when it was confronted with something new that I could watch, I could easily, like, make time to watch three fucking two-hour movies in a row last night. So Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, so. What else going on? I've been playing Ender Lilies on my Switch. That's good. Metroidvania, what have you. I'm almost What's done with it. Ender Lilies? Yeah, Ender Lilies. Let's see. Ender Lilies. Uh, what got you playing game. that? Uh, the best he's talked about it real quick. Oh, I hear baby giggles. Oh, no. Oh, he's got a pretzel. <laughs> hi. You want to say hi to Bill? Hey, Al. Come here. Hey, kiddo. I don't know if you can hear me. What you eating? I am pretzel. He's got a pretzel. <laughs> Is it Are salty? Yeah. Is it yeah. salty? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's I know, a good it's not is it soft? Are you out of breath? I'm running. I guess he did have to run all the way upstairs, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny, Stormman. Oh, hold on, give me. I gotta take a breath. Okay. <laughs> I I just picture John John just like with one arm on the wall, just like. <sighs> yeah. I, yeah. You said you was tired of running. Yeah. That's funny. I could actually yeah. understand. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. What's he and Kelsey up yeah. to right now? They're just hanging out downstairs? He's eating a giant pretzel right now. Man, that sounds good as hell. Man, summer I, afternoon. I drive my Star Wars car to drive. Yeah, he drives a Star Wars car. Oh, man. Did he steal a Star Wars car? How does he get a Star Wars car? I want a Star Wars car. What a cool person must have got him that Star Wars car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'll sit... Uncle Bill says a very cool person must have got you that Star Wars car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just not like, oh, whatever, I'm eating my pretzel, I don't give a shit. Pretty much, yeah. So is he is he having a better time with that car a little bit? He has not tried since then. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think I'm glad he's talking about it, though. It's not like he's forgotten about it. Yeah. That is a cool car. Like, that footage of you driving that thing is Apparently the pretzel's very good. That's what I'm saying. I agree with him. Yeah, man. Soft, salty. Okay. I can taste it with a little salt. Look, those little square cubicle salt crystals on your tongue. Hello. See you later. See you later. 
taking his heat wave transformer and vacating oh. the vacating the premise. <laughs> What's heat wave? Let's see, heat wave transformer. I don't know if I that's know. a class of transformer. Tell Kelsey I said uh, it's 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 from the rescue bus. Oh, I'm looking at that now. Yeah, yeah so he's something. like a fire truck. Yeah. It's weird because he's a fire truck and like a fire captain. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's weird to be both the vehicle and the person who pilots the vehicle at the same time. It's so weird. So weird. So is he learning about fire safety? Be cool about fire safety. Oh, is that the thing? Oh, of course. No, I was saying, you don't remember. But that might be a little bit past your time. Be cool about fire safety. No, right what's that? That was that was a, an ad that was on Saturday mornings. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, either I don't remember that, or yeah, that may have been a little bit before my time. Hey, what's up? Uh, changing the subject. You would be excited because I was playing Forza, and you know how they have that roulette thing mm. that gives you new cars or stupid oh, shoes. Oh yeah, that that's like wants. how you get half the stuff in the game is total random chance. Yeah, it's like fucking. I got a sl I got a slide whistle horn. <laughs> <laughs> how did I not it? I need to go back and play that. Just get the slide whistle horn. <laughs> that's great. Cause yeah, like one of the horns I think plays like the Halo theme. But like not even like in the like the horn, but I think it actually plays like dun, 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 dun. that's mm. fucking great. Are there people playing that you can go online and torture them with that? I don't thing? know. I don't do any of the online <laughs> shit. That's with people I know. When I I think the last time I fired up Forza Four was when I got my Xbox X, and that was like the first thing I downloaded because that was I, the Forza Four was the game I usually played the most of on on the the original Xbox, and I was glad that. That purchase and my save ported over directly to my game, uh, my Series X with just like two button pushes. And I fired up the game, and it was the first time I'd fired up the game in like two years, and that they had updated mm. so much stuff in that game that like, it I got, was like. I got so many free cars and messages. There was like two minutes of me just watching all the new, just like, yeah, all the messages of all the new cars and all the new things that popped up on the overworld map. That they had patched mm. into the game since, like, I was like, this is like a whole new game's worth of content that I've missed out on since the last time I fired up this game, so. Yeah, which is terrible, because yeah. I think, back when I stopped playing it, I had done most of the things that you can do in the game. Which means it's extra crazy, all the extra shit, that because, like, that's how, like, every time the game updates, like, they just pop up a whole new bunch of stuff on the map saying, hey, go here and do this, go here and do that. Yeah, that's cool. Slide whistle, what's your, what's your go-to car in that game right now? Uh, since I'm doing the Lego stuff, just like a Lego. Oh, just a Lego car, yeah. Not that I know anything about cars. Literally, it's funny because my housemate Jojo, well, he owns a car, but he's also a car guy. And like every time he's talking about cars, I'm like, you know what? I think I got that. Like, I think that's the car I put Doctor Phil on with Daniel and Forza. Yeah. Okay, I gotta pee. I pee bad. I will talk about stuff. I will talk about the stuff I've been watching on Twitch. I've been watching Game Center CX. There's a Twitch channel that just shows nothing but Game Center CX 24-7. That's been a go-to. Toy Galaxy Tuesday and Friday streams. There's a Twitch channel called Toy Galaxy. They're also one of my favorite YouTubers. Uh, they're a, a, a YouTube channel that first originally started off talking about video game... Uh, not uh, just talking about toy stuff, but now they talk about just general pop culture stuff, uh, stuff in general. Uh, like, they, they have a fantastic video about the history of Max Headroom. Toy Galaxy now has a Twitch channel, which the two guys who run that channel on Tuesdays and Fridays have great streams where uh, the host, he will draw things, and uh, they will also have strips, uh, 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 live Twitch streams where the guy who is not the host, he will talk about all of his favorite horror movies, because he's not so much a toy guy as much as, like, a horror movie guy, so he'll, like, bring out, like, all of his favorite, like, 
old VHS tapes and laser discs, so that's cool. So yeah, uh, Toy Galaxy on Twitch is a good follow. Uh, the Old Timey Computer Show, which is another Twitch huh? channel I've been watching a lot, which just shows a whole bunch of weird computer-related videos from everything from the 50s until the early 2000s of just everything from, like, film reels from the 1950s explaining to people what a computer is to, like, fucking, vi like, GamePro magazine TV shows from the 80s to, like, secret tips and tricks tapes from the 90s to all mm -hmm. kinds of crazy shit. That's the old-timey computer show. Jeff Gerstman cleaning out his garage on the giant bomb Twitch. I'm just going through a well, yeah, while you're going, I was just going through all my yeah, favorite Twitch stuff right now. Yeah, the giant bomb Twitch channel. Jeff Gerstman, the owner and the leader of Giant Bomb, he's getting ready to move, and so he's been cleaning out his garage. And since he's this guy who's been to every E3 since E3 started, he has a garage just filled with video game industry bullshit and collectibles and like he just mm. found his bok tai towel and all kinds of crazy shit oh shit no not the bok tai towel <laughs> which i don't know why there was a bok tai well i guess because that was a sun related game so i guess they were like i guess we'll make a beach towel um there's chappelle tracker that's that's the name of both her twitch channel and she's also on uh twitch chappelle tracker but that's c-h-a-p-p-e-l-l-e -L -L -E, tracker uh, she's a great lady on, 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 what's the thing, Twitter. Where she life? Just, oh. Just life stuff. <laughs> but also, she's, yeah, she, on Saturday morning, she does, like, a little randomizer where she'll play, uh, random, uh, Nintendo, Retro Super game. Nintendo, and Genesis games, and she's a very sweet, very smart, awesome lady. Um, Pat Contry, who's Pat the NES Punk, who kind of drives me crazy because he's very narcissistic. But his podcast mm. buddy, uh, Ian, on the Pat Country podcast is very funny. But even though Pat Country himself kind of drives me nuts, Pat Country on Twitch on Wednesday nights will host 80s commercials Wednesdays. Well, he'll just, like, go through a whole bunch of 80s commercials on YouTube. and just That doesn't like, sound like your jam. It's a totally my jam. I'm just one of those things where, like, why isn't that? Like, if I were going to do a Twitch or YouTube thing... Just commenting on old 80s commercials sounds like a blast. And it is actually fun to listen to him just goof on stuff. And the last big Twitch thing I've been watching recently, only in fits and starts because it's fucking... How do you watch more than 10 seconds of that guy without your brain melting is Dan Reichert. Have you seen much mm. of Dan Reichert stuff on Twitch? Just clips that people have put on. Yeah, just he he was used to be a game informer. He used to be a part of Giant Bomb, and now he's kind of just off doing his own stuff. He's one of those people who's just he's just doing the most batshit with Twitch, where he loves turning Twitch into a game show, and he's the host, and he does all this stuff. I think he's an alien. He's a space disguised as a human. Yeah, I know he just did like a ten-hour stream like the day before yesterday. Has he thought like? Egg whites were the shell. <laughs> that's why he ate that. Dan Reichert, his whole shtick is that he was born and raised in the Midwest by a crazy person. And so he didn't, like, taste ketchup for the first time until he was, like, 22, like, to him. Like, because he was so used to eat, eating just, like, bro white bread and cheese that, like, like yeah, yeah, eggs. He didn't understand that, like, the whites of eggs aren't the shells. It's, like, it's, yeah, his idea he of talked like, about how much food. he hated mayonnaise, and then his mom told him, 
he was eating her potato salad, saying how much, how good it was, and she was like, well, do you know there's mayonnaise in that, so he just threw it away? Yeah. Even like, though he was loving and eating it? His food stories are fucking, and like, his 10-hour Twitch channel thing that he just did the day before yesterday, part of the thing was, if people donated enough, he would eat, like, he's never had a dill pickle before. And like, I want to sit down and watch, at least watch the highlights of that, because I just want to see what his opinion of a dill, because he is undoubtedly eating a dill pickle before even if you didn't realize because like yeah if he's ever ever eaten the right kind of potato salad or had a cheeseburger from someplace so the idea that he would sit down and like bite into his first dill pickle just seems amazing and uh so yeah just the his his dan reichert's game show shit on twitch is just he embraces the fucked up format of that thing so much it's fucking amazing i, I just love it and so, yeah, that's that's the stuff I've been watching on there. Was there something I... No, 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 that's, that's no, 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 Just making sure I'm not skipping anything. But yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, uh, that's that's more or less everything I've been watching and listening to lately. Yeah, so... Um, Dan Reichert's podcast has a... He actually has a really good podcast uh, called Fire Escape, too. Which, that's been one of my new podcasts. He has... Um, oh god, who's the other? He, his podcast, uh, Firescape, is with. There's another dude I already forgot the name of, but also with Mary Kish, who was like one of the managers at, at a Game Informer or something like that. And their stories they tell about just working at like a video game magazine and all the stupid shit they would be up to. It's kind of nice to have a thing where it's not just Dan Reichert, who has other people to bounce off of, and other people to call Dan Reichert out on his insane shit. And this is co-hosts yeah. on that Fire Escape podcast are really good at doing that. And it's just it's just very amusing. It's very cute. Um but yeah, nothing else been going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well <laughs> I think we did pretty good for For goofing around how god, how long have we been recording? I didn't even look at the Oh my gosh! Oh the It's been an hour and four for a minute. What are we doing with We've been talking lives? forever. Like I said, yeah, doing the podcast. It's never a problem doing the podcast proper. It's just come up with something worthwhile to talk about. Hmm. God damn. Yeah, it's this is kind of like... like our, a, our lives are filled with bullshit. Yeah, it's, yeah. this is kind of like... Man, this kind of reminds me of what we used to do on fucking, fucking Boy Howdy. That was the whole podcast. We were just talking about all the stupid shit that happened that week, so that's kind of this week. But yeah, You're not much for horror movies, though, in general, huh? Not really. Yeah, I never heard you talk about, you know, so maybe my recommendation about the Fear Street will bounce off you, but that's fine. Not that anyone should feel obligated to watch her. I'll let Kelsey know. She likes horror stuff. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure if either of you guys cared, because, like I said, it's R.L. Stein, so it tends to skew towards more kind of like the goofy, funny horror, but, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, so. Not that I know much about R.L. Stein, but just from the reputation of the Goosebumps books is... Yeah, didn't he do the, the 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 cock with walls in its balls or something like that? Yeah, that's it. Cause there was a thing where like Jack Black played R.L. Stein. I think it was R.L. Stein. And it was like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Whatever. Yeah, so, whatever. The end. So people, well, get maybe. ready for Avatar all the time. Maybe. Oh, yeah, so I what's do that. what's the next Disney thing we're gonna talk about? Oh, are we gonna do the space stuff like i was hoping we'd do yeah we can do that not to suddenly browbeat but that those are the last two disneyland tv show things we have not yeah, covered it's fine that's okay fine. not to browbeat you but like that yeah that's the last that's the only last thing left Anything. in disney for the decades right now that i could see because it's either that or old yeller or like 
Yeah. Yeah. Anything. That's to keep up to you. you. We can do that if you want, but keep you as happy as possible. Oh, we don't. That's the thing. I don't want to turn the podcast into. We better like. I don't want to be the kid from the Twilight Zone where like if you don't be, if you don't bend to my whims, I will destroy this place. Yeah, I don't want to be that. No, it's fine. Um, it's fine. But just because, yeah, that's that's. I love space stuff, and I know you watched at least one of those things. You didn't seem too impressed, but those no. things together. The, sec- it's like the an other hour one, and a half. I started watch. I started watching the Mars and Beyond, and that was more interesting. Yeah, so. push comes to shove, that means we just get like a forty-five minute long episode out of it because there's not much to talk about. We just have a short episode that week, so hopefully that's the worst thing that happens. After that. But yeah, maybe after that we'll start doing our Avatar: The Last Airbender stuff. So. Hmm. And you, Maybe. you have not seen it. Like, how much of the Avatar have you seen? We haven't even talked about it. I've right seen yet. animated gifts online. Oh, that's it. Really? Shit. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Have you seen it? I mean, I watched the movie stuff? like eight times. I love the movie. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> no. Oh, God. Because it would be terrible <laughs> if that's the one thing you did see. Because Not that the movie has that much relationship to the goddamn cartoon, but like, that'll be yeah. interesting because like, yeah, that fucking Avatar, especially watch the first couple episodes, it seems juvenile as hell. You're going to be like, why are we, What? This is what we just turned the podcast into. Now I gotta want to do this for a year. Eww. Eww. So, and again, I haven't watched. I've not watched. I don't watch all of Avatar since the first time I watched all of. Since it like first ended its first time. So who knows? Maybe it doesn't live up to what I think it is. That's entirely possible too. Maybe I don't so, know. Well, if we do, so hopefully, yeah. People, uh, hopefully, people out there listening to this are like a thumbs up. I love Avatar. I'm, I'm gonna be happy to go on the journey with you guys. And hopefully, the people don't give a shit about Avatar might be tempted to check it out because it's pretty good. It's all on Netflix right now. Um, so yeah, but the end. Yeah. So he's Mudrin on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Tardypodcast.com. All that stuff. Who knows? Maybe we'll just shoot the shit every now and then. I don't That's not bad. We make like. There's nothing keeping us from just being like, "Hey, let's talk about the Green Knight." Because I know you're mm-hmm. all about that Green Knight. Because I know you love your fucking Green. Jeffrey Chaucer shit. Oh, no, that's so, not Chaucer. Yeah. The Green Knight is a uh, fucking. Oh god, you can You don't care about the Green Knight movie, right? That's I don't coming even out. Know the end what of the that movie. is? It's uh, based off oh, the medieval yeah, thing yeah, yeah. of the head cutting contest and. It's yeah, a yeah. Gawain and the Green Knight. It's all medieval fucking, yeah. yeah. It can't be any worse than the 1666 part of fucking Fear Street. Let's put it that way. So, that let's way. put it that way. Let's put it that way. So let's, speaking about putting things away, we gotta, we gotta put away this episode. Fold it up and put it in our pocket. R.I.P. Bismarck the best that there ever was. Nothing mm. else going on in the world. We gotta go. Mm-hmm. Monkey pants. Yeah. Stinky tinkles. Welcome back. Oh, kid, come what back with a pretzel. You, Did he bring you a pretzel? Where what does place? he get a soft pretzel at home? <laughs> we went grocery shopping and he picked one up. Oh, I was going to say, because, man, if he had, like, a soft pretzel oh. machine at home... I mean, oh, I do love... They sell the frozen soft pretzels. Okay. I do like that. You put that in a toaster oven for three minutes. Oh, hmm. You, oh. you got them all? Not yet? Okay. Okay. He's carrying all of his Transformers at once. <laughs> oh, this, we're wrapping help? up! Oh, no! Oh, hold on, buddy. <laughs> I said, we can literally just end this right now and you can go hang out with your kid. There you go. All Here we have go. to do is say goodbye. I could even edit that in. Goodbye. He's carrying all his Transformers at once and tried to open the door, but closed it instead. And then he looked at me with his look I hope you don't hear like a said, tumbling what sound What do I do now? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, we'll wrap this up. You go play with your kid. Oh, fine. 
did it go away? I thought you had something more to say. No. Okay, what's going on? That was that was that. Next week is probably some space bullshit from Disney. Hopefully, yeah. And after that, it'll be interesting to hear. And this is what it could be like all the way in the year 1984. Wow. That could be very funny, or that could get tiring real quick. We'll see. Yeah, because yeah. we'll assume that's what most of that stuff's gonna be. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because okay. 1950s people were real stupid. They just assumed that progress was always gonna keep on progressing the way it always had, and didn't realize mm-hmm. that nope. Last half of the 20th century was just going to be about late-stage capitalism devouring everyone's resources. Uh, <laughs> that said, wagga, wagga, wagga. Okay. Well, all right, get the heck out of we'll here. We'll see you guys so next long. week, but yeah. Yeah. Adios. Tardypartypodcast.com. Fuck, I forgot everything else. I'm Mudrin, he's he's the Grumpy Turtle. Go check us out. Did I say that? Did we? I can't even begin I think you got distracted by kid. <laughs> and then again, with my memory, you never know. That's true. Okay. The All end. right. The end. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Everybody.